Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm-hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hello and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest. Dwayne England, Tommy Donlan coming to you live from the Fish Hunt Northwest studios located here in Olympia, Washington. I want to welcome everybody to the show this evening. Uh, Good to see you, buddy. Hey, good to see you too. You know, we've yeah. been getting a little time together in the studio on the water. I mean, the weeks are busy. They are. They are. And it's just, just going to get busier. It's just going to get busier yeah. and even better. So, yep. hey, we got a host of folks jumping on here this evening already. Tommy, looks like it's going to be a pretty busy show, which is good because we've got a lot of great content That's to bring right. to folks this evening once again. So, want to welcome everyone to the show. Um, yep, we got a lot to get through. And before we get too far along, as I do each and every week, want to remind you to jump on over to our webpage, www.fishhunt.com nw.com they're going to have to take advantage of a couple things now tell me if they're not paying attention to us on these ed rods they're just they're living under a rock because 20 mm. percent off all rods all the time through fhn and the uh, fhn 20 coupon uh, go to the edge rod website simply click on that coupon on our webpage. you're going to save 20 percent purchase of any rods that are not already with another uh, special or promotion and then of course uh, hunting never ends uh, for us and many others and you want to stock up uh, in the off season so take advantage of the 10% off all Phelps game calls all year long through FHN fish hunt 10 at uh, Phelps game calls you're going to save some money through us Um, uh, yeah Tommy what a great uh, great outing last week we'll get into later on here in the show but Mm -hmm. um, we just kind of mentioned it there lots of opportunity. How about the weather? Yeah, it's been it's been stellar for offshore halibut fishing, and you know, it's, y- which is not normal. Well, tip. Well, yes. So y- either it's cold, blustery, and blowing, and the ocean is just nasty and it's hard right. to get out. Or right. when we see these warm inshore events like this, usually yeah. you got some offshore uh, wind and currents and things. Mm-hmm. Wind direction changes, offshore flow, things get turned up, and right. it's like. Hey, it's beautiful inland, but don't even think about going to the it, ocean. Yeah, it's very odd for it to be May, right. for it to be 80 plus degrees, yep. and then to be on the ocean without an east wind. Yeah, right? good point. Right? To so. have that temperature register and not yep. have that east wind. Yep. So we've been kind of spoiled the last couple of weeks. I mean, two mm-hmm. weeks ago in the opener, you don't get much flatter out no, in the Bay. flat. That was Last water. week at times, a little bumpy, but, you know, we went into the morning with a plan, yep. wind forecast. Uh, might force us to come back in, but let's run out and see what it gives us. And mm-hmm. We stayed out all day. We did. There, we did. there was no turn and tail and come back in. And, yep. and you were fighting through something, and you just held the, held the, held it strong, man, and kept mm-hmm. us out there on the water. And mm-hmm. you know, great opportunity. And we're going to kind of break that all down later because mm-hmm. there are folks struggling to put fish in the box. Yeah. And you know, thank, thankfully, I will. I will teach everybody how to fish with the stomach virus. Okay? <laughs> yes, you That's, will. I'm going to break that down uh, for you. Not just to fish, but to yeah. be successful also, right. Right? right? So that your pain is and agony is worth the uh, worth the bounty. Mm-hmm. So, um, hey, we got the kids' trout derby coming up this weekend, and put a lot of effort in the last couple of weeks. The last couple of days mm-hmm. just been absolutely crazy. Uh, Shing and I are just. I, <laughs> I saw all the baskets upstairs. Oh my gosh! Yeah. You just feel like you're just running and gunning, and just like you know, you checklists and make sure you're not forgetting yeah. anything, and the phone's ringing off the hook, and. And people are messaging on social media. And uh, we'll remind you all about the Trout uh, Derby coming up here in a little bit. But, um, yeah, again, another great weekend. We'll talk a little more about weather and stuff as we move along. Mm -hmm. But uh, some great stuff to look forward to 
going to this weekend. We're excited you guys are here tonight to join us, and we're going to get through all that information as we progress. But before we get too far along, let's go ahead and run down the show. Got a good one for you this evening. Uh, FHN in the Turkey Woods, the premiere of our trophy turkey hunt from the east side. Part one, and of course, part two of our turkey hunt. Were we successful? Uh, I think you're going to really enjoy the ending. Matt Messing did a phenomenal job shooting and editing this together for you. Uh, Tommy, little uh, little change in the Columbia. Got an update on the Springer forecast. So none other than Bill Monroe, Bill Monroe Jr. of Bill Monroe Outdoors, jumping on with us second half of the show to talk Spring Chinook in this May 19th opener. What does it mean? Uh, ocean opportunities, my friend. FHN has been on the big water. We're going to give you a full report, and we're going to talk about, you know, things that we've done and how it's gone the last couple weeks. And then, of course, as we wind down, news you can use, reports you got to hear, and some upcoming events closing out the show. So, all that coming to you, uh, action-packed. Get interactive with us here tonight. Uh, message us in with your questions. We'll do our best to answer. We're going to jump out for a quick break. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, you're going to be out there in the turkey woods with FHN and Eric Broughton going after that trophy turkey on the east side right here. Fish out Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. If you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery, and I think this new machinery has enabled us to build blanks like no other company could build without this equipment. There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. You owe it to yourself to take a good look at them. All right, welcome back here in studio to England, Tommy Donlan. And, uh, well, there you go, buddy, the, the ending to a successful outing. I could tell that the uh, turkey whisperer was getting very excited as he was telling you to take that bird, take that bird. Take <laughs> right that over bird. my ear, he's like, take him, <laughs> take, take him. Take him. I'm like, yeah, I got, like, I, got, I got it, coach. I, I got yeah. a, uh, I got a, I got a, you know, something I stick to, red dot in the ear hole, right? Uh-huh. Red dot in the ear hole. They got pretty big ear holes, so it's like. Good target. Yeah, yeah. if you can see that ear yeah. hole at 25, 30, 35 yards, then that's, that's where I put the peeps. That's awesome. So. Man, he didn't make a sound. Not one. Came in quiet. Now, did you talk to Eric? Like, how is that normal? How many birds come in quiet like that? Is that one out of ten? Is it? I didn't ask him that. I mean, I've seen this before, you know, mm-hmm. on previous hunts as well. Those those big toms just come strutting in, just kind of like, I don't, he's a, in Eric's uh, opinion, pretty dominant bird based on his size, length of spurs. Um, for mountain merriam like that to have spurs that ended up being an inch and a quarter, inch and an eighth, pretty mm-hmm. respectable, right? Because mm-hmm. usually they get rubbed off on the rocks, they're rounded and stuff. Those ones were extremely sharp and uh, pointy. So um, you, you think that turkey, were, you know, he has a work sharp and he just kind of keeps them nice and I think and he's filed probably grinding and, them and yeah. keep a nice file going. Um, yeah, thanks, Eric. Uh, way to go. But, uh, yeah, based on uh, you getting us up in that spot and us uh, persevering, I mean, it was, you know, we, we had a, we talked a little bit about it earlier in that segment. We had a change in the weather. It was it was close to 80 degrees mm-hmm. that day. We're in that doggone ground blind, which I would prefer to be out on foot and oh, you know, yeah. getting after. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to set up shop yeah. and try to you know make something happen. And mm-hmm. there was not a lot of bird activity that afternoon because of the heat. And the ones that were in and around, they kind of stuck to the shade, which makes sense. And then they get a little more active in the mid to later afternoon. But um, that big guy, yes, came in unannounced. Never made a peep. Matt was sitting off to my right flank, and he could see in that direction. He said, hey, you know, we're watching those hens, and he's like, hey, there's a tom coming in. Totally stealthy, totally silent. And he, you saw him. I mean, he just kept on cruising. He never held up, yeah. stopped, really did anything, didn't dance around, nothing. He just kind of stuck to the core. He was going to come nose to nose with that, that hen decoy like they do mm-hmm. and uh, then try to get behind her, you know. And so... As he approached it, just waited for him to stick that head out, and he kind of turned a little bit, and it's, you know, that 410, that TSS load. I'm telling you guys, if you're not shooting that 410, you're missing out. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We're uh, very happy to bring that to you. Successful hunt. That bird is at the taxidermy and cannot wait to bring that back here in studio when it's all said and done. All right, it's going to do it for us here at first half of the show. 
uh, on Root Sports. If you're tuning in live this evening, stay tuned. Second half of the show coming up right after this break. Allied, the new leader in heavy gauge aluminum boats. Allied boats have standard reverse china and lifting rakes to help you plane faster and run at lower RPMs. Allied boats have several models to choose from, ranging from a 19-foot Mustang all the way up to a 32-foot Liberator. So regardless of what type of heavy-gauge aluminum boats you are looking for, Allied Boats will have it for you. Contact Allied Boats today to learn more about these incredible fishing machines. Hey guys, I'm Big Mike. Come on down to the Edge Pro Shop and see me. We've got all the best brands under one roof. We've got Hawken, Procure, Short Bus, Pro Troll, Yakima Bait, Get Them Dry Jigs, Northwest Bait Scent, Daiwa Reels, North Fork Lures, North Wild, Brad's, Superfly, Rocky Mountain Tackle, and of course, the greatest rods ever built, Edge Rods. All right, welcome back here in studio to Winning with Tommy Donlin. And a uh, little, uh, little audible this evening, Tommy, with a few uh, <coughs> equipment uh, issues or interruptions. So we'll just go old school here. Sometimes you got to go old school. Sometimes yeah. you got to go old school and uh, reach, uh, reach back into the bag of tricks. Simply, uh, we're just going to do a phone call, man. Yeah, How does that sound? It's a simple phone call. Buddy Bill Monroe Jr., Bill Monroe Outdoors, yeah. joining us this evening. Uh, if you guys have been paying attention, we had an announcement yesterday, uh, thanks to folks like Bill for certain, um, getting it out there after the uh, the meeting and the update of the forecast and opportunity on Spring Chinook, uh, Columbia River. And so we've asked Bill to jump on this evening, give us an update. And we're going to talk a little bit about what this means moving forward. Uh, thanks for jumping on tonight, Bill. I know you're extremely busy. You're getting ready, heading out, going to be on the river tonight. And oh, take okay. time, man. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Here we go. We're going to have a little bit of an an extension here for the lower Columbia. I mean, it's, it's breadcrumbs this year, and this is kind of one of them. So we got to just kind of just roll with the punches. Take it. Yeah. So, hey, uh, the opener is starting tomorrow, Friday, May 19th. It goes through the 24th. Now, the original yep. forecast was, as we all remember, 315,000. Uh, yeah. What is this updated run forecast now? Have they, you know, it's substantially lower. And do you have a means or can you explain the reason for the significant drop? So, yeah, so TAC. TAC is the technical, technical advisor committee. They are the ones that kind of run the uh, the mid-season updates on all stocks that run in the uh, joint waters of the Columbia River for Washington, Oregon. Right. TAC met, TAC met uh, the day before yesterday, and it was their job to do <clears throat> the Spring Chinook run update. They updated the run from you know what was going to be coming to the river mouth that would also include the Willamette, Cowitz, Kalama, Lewis, and Columbia stocks. That's what they're updating. Okay. And that was that was initially three hundred fifteen thousand to the mouth of the Columbia for all these rivers and their their fish. Well, yesterday um, they lowered the the Columbia segment was one hundred ninety eight thousand initially. Yesterday they lowered it to one hundred and thirty nine thousand overall. Okay. Um, which which really affects the upriver um, spring chinook matrix. The, those upriver fish are called the Snake River Wild. They're the ones we're worried about this year, and they're the constraining stock. They're the reason we put in thirty percent buffers on top of other buffers, and you throw in Oregon and Washington not being in concurrent for uh, spring chinook fisheries were minus minus another 10%. We are coming out with like a 58 overall percent buffer on these fisheries. And and we went from 198 down to 139,000. That's barely enough uh, probably to get a statement up into the Snake River for the wild segment, Mm -hmm. which is good. We're good. We're comfortable with that. They were happy. It also meant that our quota that we were sitting at 27%, it got bumped up way higher with that overall quota with the lowering of the run. It got bumped up to like 60 
oh. percent of our allocation now. Okay. So now we have to roll with the punches again. And so we had 60% with the new run update. And obviously the runs are tracking way behind. We are, it's a, they even made it very clear that they agree that this is a late spring Chinook run due to um, the weather is what it's come down to. All of the weather has just been anomalies. It's all anomalies that this is not normal weather. It, it hasn't been like this in 26 years. I think we were, we were at, we're way out of the 10 year average. Mm. So, so we're, we still had some room for opportunity with the 60% allocation and they're going to, uh, even though Bonneville starting the spill, we have, we went from like snowing, one week to a hundred degrees two weeks later. It's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Right. And we got all this snow melt, Idaho, Montana, Canada, it's popping off like crazy. All of a sudden the pools need to be emptied. The water is being drained and we have this super slow crossing of fish. So the state said, we're going to do this in five day increments. We'll give you five days from they wanted the 20th, to the 24th that's five total days sure um so we uh, we went in and said hey we need this thing open immediately or you 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 don't do this and you give us opportunity that'll get us all the way through the, to the june 16th opener mm. and uh we actually kind of started talking about it and our mantra down below the dam is once those fish cross bonneville we lose access to them uh, for the lower river fisheries. Once they're over the dam, they are not, we can't, we can't catch them once they're over the dam. Mm -hmm. We can go above and fish. Yeah. But below the dam. So we were like, it's probably better to go in right away, mm -hmm. get some opportunity. We got high water. We got, you know, crazy turbidity. It, it, it's not going to be this gangbusters fishery. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Now, now Drano and the wind river have, actually been really good yeah um that's that's been a thing you guys have seen it yep. we've all seen it all the facebook uh fish <laughs> do, do i dare say it, heroes they're all over it and they are doing well they got this thing handled right well we, we need we have this willamette that's also the willamette is tracking just as far behind mm -hmm. as the columbia so the willamette has only had like six thousand fish cross willamette falls well we have a run that's expected 71,000. So there's 66,000 fish out there somewhere. Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, hey, so you talked, Bill, a little bit about the turbidity, you know, and you've got, uh, some, very, yeah. you've got some very odd conditions. The water's warmer. It's, uh, you know, you've yep. got a lot of runoff going on. So how do you, how do you change your presentation to address right. these factors? Right, right. And we've gone from fishing, you know, in the early season, it was cold water. It was herring. It was flashers. We were getting it done. Um, it worked because that's what we do. Now, with with the water warming, the turbidity for the Columbia to go above a fifteen is pretty. It's pretty cruddy. Um, that's really dirty for sure. the for the Columbia. And so your 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 best bet is what we're all kind of headed out for in the morning is going to be to post yourself up in super shallow water. You know, the water's high enough. What was once rocks and trees is now turned into fishable kind of little channels, if you may, um, areas that we need to be able to find. So you're going to go find 10, 6, 4 foot of water, and you're going to anchor up, and you're going to use plugs. This is the, this is the, the summer go-to um, style is quick fish, Brad killer fish, you name it. Yeah. We're out there using it and, uh, it, it, it's effective. And that's what we are. Once the water does this to us, our trolling with flashers and herring, just, it just shuts off and we can't, we can't, we can't manage it. Yeah. So we go to the anchor. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. Are you, uh, you kind of looking for that six to 12 foot of water fish in the drop offs that, that type of program, like we do, as you mentioned, yep. summertime. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I I really don't like to go deeper than 25 foot on my summer fisheries. Now yeah. you can, and you got places like Rainier, Kalama, uh, Prescott Beach, 
you can anchor up when it's this high of water in probably 30 to 35 foot of water. And you can get away with a couple of bites here and there, but you're better off fishing against the bank, looking for that four to six foot of bank and just drop your puck. Um, some guys are going to do coon shrimp. Some guys are going to do bait still, but the quick fish are the go-to. This is what's going to outfish a lot of things for right now. What do you What do you think the anticipated recreational take on this opportunity is going to be with these conditions? These, you know, it's not favorable. Yeah. The guys are going to struggle. Mm-hmm. And, yep. Uh, yep. you know, there's going to be yep. a lot of guys getting blanked, even though they're going to put in the effort. Just And it's all conditions-based, right? We can all agree with that. Correct. So, and this yeah. uh, this five day window here that we get this first set of five days. What, what six you days now, yeah. Excuse me, six yeah. days. What yeah, that's okay. What racial take is going to be? I honestly, Dwayne, I I I don't think we're going to go over a thousand fish. That's probably right. Um, there, yeah. there is just no way. Now we fished all of March, and the first oh I don't know seven days of April, right? Mm-hmm. And we barely, I'm highly skeptical, but it does compute. We barely managed to somehow find 2,700 fish. Uh, that's And that was 62 days of overall effort is what they gave us. I, I don't know how we're going to, and that was with water that was prime, clean, but it was cold. Yeah. But now we've got high, warmer, and super dirty water, and it's, Flowing out of Bonneville at five hundred thousand CFS. Oh, that's 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 it's going to be really difficult to catch these things. It, is. it really is. They're out there, and some of them are staging right below Bonneville. And you might do pretty good if you go up to Bonneville or um, maybe Troutdale. There's going to be some pretty good opportunity just out of Chinook Landing. That is going to fish. All these other places, oh god, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Going to be tough. Got a question here. Uh, Bob's asking favorite scent. So, are you wrapping your plugs? You putting a chunk of meat on there? You putting some? Uh, yep. Putting some uh, yep. Husky's fire gel on there. Tommy and I would highly recommend it. Isn't that right? Uh, would you guys recommend? Of course, that works <laughs> good too. <laughs> <It> works <laughs> I am. Yeah, we're going to be wrapping with with. I mean, it's really hard to beat sardines. Yep. The time tested classic. Right. Um, a, a lot of us are just going to start using tuna though, out of a can mm-hmm. in oil. And yeah. start wrapping our plugs. We yeah. can add a little anise. You add a little krill. You add a little procure, a little Totsky's fire gel. I mean, it mm. does have its place. Make it smell fishy. And, uh, that That's does what work. I say. Make it smell fishy. There you go. Right? right? <laughs> uh, hey, before we go, uh, remind us real quickly here, what is, uh, what's our summer, summer Chinook forecast uh, that we can anticipate? And that's, you know, that's kind of a little, you look at that mid-June as it starts moving forward. You know what? Just because I think that that's, we still are, they didn't change that run. That run will probably come to fruition. That's 81,000 oh, overall yeah. summer Chinook. That's going to be Which good. Yeah, yeah. But what's going to be even better <laughs> is that all these fish, they're going to, they're springers. They're going to be late springers. Right. And that summer Chinook period, it has potential to be some extremely good fishing. If we're not careful, it could be, like, epic. Sure. So, mm. I, I can see it playing itself out once Bonneville gets filled on by June 1st. Mm-hmm. And then all these springers magically turn into summers. And remember, <laughs> yeah. the, the springer mark rate was 92%. 92% of these, these spring Chinook stocks are hatchery. Right. And mm. if they all start showing up nice and late, June could be banner. Yeah. yeah. I'm 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 feeling it. I, I think. That's just I don't know. Well, we we'll hope see. you're right. Yeah, we hope you're right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Looking for uh looking for uh unbelievable numbers and a high quality yeah. of fish. Uh, as you uh, call it what you want, right? I mean, that's right. It doesn't matter what we call hey. it, as long as it's in the box on ice, it's all that's good. That's right. As long that's as right. it's a Chinooki on my hooky. There you go, buddy. <laughs> well, hey, I know, like I said, start this whole segment. Yeah. You're extremely that's busy. That's all good. Uh, getting out there on the hook tonight and uh, holding down the fort. Yep. And uh, good luck to you. Keep it safe and uh, make sure you turn cool, on the up river once in a while because there's going to be debris. Hey, uh, there's going to be some logs. That's a big thing. Make sure everybody kind of hears about that. Logs, logs, logs. Yes. It will hurt you. Absolutely. Yep. All right, brother. All right, boys. It's always good. Take care. Yeah. All right, Talk have soon. a good one. Bye, guys. Thanks, man.
Bill Monroe Jr., uh, always a fantastic uh, person to jump on with, get some information. He's got, he's, you know, he's immersed in these meetings, Tommy. Yeah. Always giving the updates and uh, definitely a go-to. Loves to get the information out to everybody. And, you know, that, that little dialogue right there at the end is valid. Pay attention to the river flow and what's coming down. Yeah. Because these it's are, we have these extreme events from time to time this time of year when we've had so much snow and then we get a tremendous uptick in the heat here in May. Mm-hmm. Those rivers are just they're just flowing, man. Raging. Lots yeah. of, like you said, turbidity 15, 16 on Columbia. That is mm-hmm. really filthy. Yeah. Really filthy. So, mm. all right, mister. Well, uh, time for you to stop taking a break and, um, you know, take a little drink, warm up the pipes. We got some serious salt water, big water, blue mm-hmm. water. We do. <laughs> conversations to have. So don't go anywhere. Going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. We're going to tell you uh, what you got to do to find success out there in the ocean on these Lincoln halibut days right here, Fish on Northwest. All Defiance boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why all boats are backed with a lifetime warranty. All Defiance boats come standard with large fish boxes that are fully insulated so that you can ice your fish properly all day. All Defiance boats are foam flotation filled and unsinkable for the ultimate in safety while fishing offshore. Before you buy any boat, stop by or call Defiance boats today to ensure you are getting the very best glass boat your money can buy. All right, welcome back here, Fishing Northwest, winning with Tommy Donlin, and a little little time spent in our backyard here, Tommy. So uh, the last couple weeks here out on the ocean, Nia Bay, mm-hmm. for you and I, you got the boat there now, and and um, pretty successful by all rights, you know. Yep. Uh, week one was almost a complete spoil. I mean, as in we were spoiled. Yeah, flat water limits good numbers yep. didn't have to work so hard the halibut were there right they were biting on almost everything we stuck in their face right lings came on pipe jigs bait didn't matter it's like yep. they're just all eating mm-hmm. getting the uh, bonus picasso we watched that video last week right and it was just kind of action really showed yes it was yep. right and everybody's pulling in fish um but i mean even then by my standards though it was slow yeah it was slow for yeah. hal- for halibut but you know. for opening day of halibut yeah, it was slow. But I mean, we're used we didn't to have cycling. to deal with the weather. It's it's like it, it, I guess it's it depends on your expectation. Sure, yeah. I have high expectations You're and, used and to I cycling through a lot used more fish. to used yeah. to, you know, you know, returning a lot of the small fish and Yeah. you know, yeah, shooting yeah. shooting for the yeah. larger grade, but yeah. but as far as the grade goes that we ended up with, I mean, zero complaints. You know, they, your, yeah. your average halibut, especially the first two weeks of May, is going to be right around 16, 17 pounds. That's, That's it. That's what you say, yep. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, compared <clears throat> to our recent outing this last Saturday, we had to work mm-hmm. a little harder. Now, the lings came fair, relatively well, easy, right? Yeah, lings, lings come easy. Lings always come easy, yep. it seems. I mean, there are just so many ling caught in the ocean, it's crazy. It, and it doesn't matter if you're fishing 60 feet of water or 600 feet of water. <laughs> They're there. There's ling caught there. Yeah, you're right. Um, but what I will say is the first opener, we didn't. We were not contending with long lines. And you notice the first spot that we stopped at, we had a long line unbeknownst set. to us, right? yes. it's not like they broadcast where they're going. Sure. Right on top of our spot, there's a long line, mm-hmm. right? And so trying to fish around it with not get, you know, without getting into the long line, which is advisable. Um, you know, it can be a <laughs> yeah. challenge, especially when the spot's not that big. And so, yeah. you know, the first spot that we fished, I mean, like like you said, Lincoln, 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 but that's a spot that traditionally will produce both halibut and Lincoln. Right. And it just was not hitting on the halibut. I think we got, you know, two two smaller fish. I think Josh there, right? pulled those first two, a right. smaller fish. Right, smaller fish. And uh, and, and after about three hours of that, I was like, okay. It's enough of this program. It's he not, was the only guy in the morning there fishing mackerel. Everybody else was either on the horse herring or the kokanee or the trout, mm-hmm. or uh, the guys were dropping jigs and getting lingcod. But Josh was fishing the mackerel, and he banged those first two yep. smaller halibut. But, uh, yeah, after a while, you were like, hey, man, it's just not happening. Yep. What We bounced around to, what, five, six we, different We hit six different spots. For halibut. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And so, you know, at that point, when, when one spot doesn't produce um, – You've got decisions to make, and they're all geologically based, right? Correct. Or geographically based, Correct. I should say. Yeah. Well, and geologically, too, because bottom composition is part of the equation, sure. too. Sure, yep. But, um, you know, what I look at is where's my highest probability that, that we can get limits of halibut? But mm-hmm. in route to that, 
where are the spots that I want to fish that traditionally have held some bigger fish mm-hmm. and, and I want to know what's there. Right. And so we stopped on one of those spots and it was nothing but yellow eye. Right. That's right. So we caught three yellow and I'm like, okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> We're moving. Right. <clears throat> we yep. got to move. And so we, uh, re- released the, the yellow eye with the descending device mm-hmm. with the equalizer which works beautifully We're using great. a downrigger yep um got him back down released him and then we were out of that spot right and then we headed further south and it was like you know made it made a couple drifts nothing you know one halibut right and then made another couple drifts at a different spot and just nothing and so at some point you go okay i gotta move again and that's what you that's what you just i, I would say my recommendation is you just have to keep going right you have to uh you know it's one thing if you know the fish are there and you know that when the tide changes or when the tide, when the current picks up, the bite's going to turn on. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, these are spots that, given the what the current was doing, they should have fished. They should have fished. Because we had good, we had a good drift, right? We had, yeah. you know, half a knot all the way up to 1.1, 1.2. And that's, that's great for halibut. <clears throat> um, and so, you know, finally made another move. And, and, and again, you know, in, in the moves that I make, right, it's, it's looking at different parts of a canyon, distance away from a canyon, um, and then depth, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, these fish migrate, and they're migrating up out of the canyon. And so, a lot of times early on, you will find them deep. Um, we found them deep, but not, but but not what I would classify as like ultra deep. Then we yeah, we six, did go deeper than six fifty. Yeah, right, right, yeah. six fifty. I think that was our deepest for the day. And so we did find the halibut on the deeper side of the drop off, six hundred, six fifty. Yeah. Um, but not, but not eight hundred. Not right? eight hundred. Um, no. Which we fished before. We have. And so, (laughs) you know, again, the, the key there is you just, you got to keep going. I think you can't sit in one spot and wish for something to happen. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. Yeah. As you say, hope is not a plan. Hope is not a plan. You make a couple good drifts and your point's valid. It's like you make the drift, you execute, you execute it the way you know you can. The boat control is right where you want it to be. Mm -hmm. The baits, you know, they're going to, you're putting stuff down that you know works. Yeah. So if you're not getting bit. It's not that they're not hungry. It's not that, right. oh, it's a funky time of the tide. It's they're just aren't right here right like there's now. There's not a biomass there. There's not yeah. enough there to like draw them over and get them, get them, you know. And the thing, so. the thing that was interesting too is that um, the spot we got them at the first week, yeah, our best, our best producing spot, yeah. didn't have anything in it. Ghost town. And so it's really interesting that these fish are moving around that much. Yeah. Um, usually they move in and it's like, yep, they're there and they're going to be there next week, mm-hmm. right? And you know, you may have a little bit more, a little bit less catch rate, but this was like all or nothing. This right? was 180 flip. Yeah, right? you're either getting them or you're not. I wonder if it's a, I wonder if it's a food source. You know, could be just, just not enough there to keep them there. Could be. You know, but, but you know so what though? Moving. You know, on that sonar that I have with the Raymarine system, I mean, I showed you. I think you I did. showed everybody. I'm like, here There's... we go. We're, we were we were cruising in at the time, but I, you know, we were cruising in at about 25, 28 knots. Yeah. And um, I was showing you guys like, hey, 1,600 feet, 1,800 feet. And as you looked at the screen, there was just a gigantic layer of bait, yep. right? So there's no shortage of food for those fish at all. You would think. And yeah. uh, so I don't know. I don't know if that's a good correlation to, as to where they are and where they aren't. I'll just say sure. they're, they were full of bait. There was bait where they were. Um, so I don't know that that's it. Well, it was uh, it was a challenging day. The weather was uh, in our favor once again. The morning we were talking, you know, it mm-hmm. called for some, you know, ten to twenty to pick up in the afternoon, and um, switch from uh, what was it, north to south or south to north or whatever. It was going to maintain north, but it was supposed to pick up pick throughout up. the day. So yeah. the plan was to run out, see if we could drop and get some halibut, and if, if you know, and then if it started changing mm-hmm. pretty quickly there, we always had the option to come back in and fish inside. Right. Yep. And we just never really had to execute that plan because even as we got deep in the afternoon, still trying to pick up those last couple of halibut, yeah. it was conducive to staying out and fishing. It was. Um, yep. The biggest thing we were fighting was uh, your gut. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you had something well, going last on. Well, you know, last week the family was sick with the stomach virus, yeah. and I thought I had escaped that bullet, but no, I caught it. It hit you about uh, 9.30, 10 yeah, a.m. Saturday morning, right? Yeah, 9.30, 10 a.m. And uh, credit yeah. to you, and we've kind of put it out there on social media, and you've uh, answered mm-hmm. a few folks, but yeah, I mean, you just ground it out, you know, running running the boat as you do. Yeah. You're like, no, we're not going in. I'm just going to I'm just yeah. gonna work it through here, and, and we're going to get our fish, and then yeah. we're going to go in, right? Yeah. So. And we did two weeks in a row, man. I tip my cap to you because uh, limits of lings, limits of halibut. Mm-hmm. On that Saturday, in particular last week, a lot of boats struggled to find sure. halibut. 
And I think, you know, what we ended up with was respectable in size as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like we sold it for a bunch of, you know, 15 pounds. That's fish. right, right. We did yep. not. I mean, we, we did okay <clears throat> in that regard as well. We all came home with, um, you know, decent numbers of fish. And we were all exhausted by the time we got back to the dock when all the work starts. And, you know, the fillet knives were flailing. But mm -hmm. um, it was uh, another successful outing. And uh, it's, um, I think uh, you've, you've made the point mm -hmm. that you can't just be complacent. No, you can't. And, and, uh, you know, I would say, you know, don't, don't get discouraged because, um, you know, the catch rates are down. So if you look at the numbers mm -hmm. that, uh, that are being posted for Westport, La Push, you know, area three, and then the NBA area four, they're not great numbers. You're mm -hmm. looking at like 60 to 70% success rate, um, with Nia Bay being a little bit better. And so, you know, that is tough fishing, right? What usually, Usually it's a, it's you're batting almost a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you go out to fish for halibut, you're going to catch a halibut, mm -hmm. right? Um, it just hasn't been that way yet, but I think that uh, I, I think it's going to just get better and better and better. What do you gauge on participation, as in average year, below average year, as far as boats leaving the dock? I would say that that it is it is below average mm -hmm. participation. I think last year people got a little discouraged because the first four openers like the first two weeks two and a half weeks With were completely weather. blown out uh -huh. yep. and that might have turned a lot of people off to to fishing for halibut and then you know, with the fishing not being that great, I think that's another turnoff, right? Mm -hmm. So they, you combine the weather, the weather with, you know, the fishing, the way it's been, and they just go, you know what, it's not worth it. I'm going to give it some time. I'll come back in June mm -hmm. and we'll see how things are going. But that, but that's a dangerous game to play because there's other things that happen in June too, <laughs> yes. like salmon right. opening on the ocean yeah. and, and in other places. Yep. And, and so, you know, you can get caught into this false trap, like, oh, I'm going to go halibut fishing. Mm -hmm. And then it just never really no, happens. You never do. And you never end up with a halibut in your freezer unless so. you commit to it set your dates book your room do the whole deal right I, and i get it i mean look at fuel prices yeah and if you're going to schedule you know for those working we have a, well, a, a, <clears throat> a, a certain amount of time we can take off from work yeah so if i'm picking my calendar dates and last year i went out twice and got the door slammed on me because of that mm -hmm. main fisheries and that weather and what we we're up against right so i'm going into 23 going yeah i'm gonna wait till june because uh, it's going to be expensive with mm -hmm. fuel and lodging and food and a weekend and, you know, to do this thing Friday yeah. through Sunday out at Nia Bay it's or Westport, wherever. Yeah. You're making a commitment. So um, we may see an uptick in participation in June for sure. Right? It, it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, I guess there's there's other factors too, right? I guess I, I always think of it in terms of, of the fishing and the weather and what's going on locally at that location. But but the reality is, is our economy is not doing well. People are watching their 401ks tank. Yes. And I think they're making you know, maybe judgments to help, uh, the betterment of their family, mm -hmm. you know, which is the right thing to Taking do. Taking a year off and maybe just sitting out a season. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, maybe doing other things that aren't so, you know, aren't so high in price. Right. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, when we go out and I, and we take seven people out a full load we put a full load of fish on and we run all over the ocean, right. Mm -hmm. We're putting between, you know, 500 and $700 worth of fuel into the boat. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the fuel, right? That yeah. isn't even that, that the moorage, the bait, the ice, <laughs> like all of that, all of oh, that yeah. other stuff, the gear, right? Yeah, it all yeah. adds up. Yep. And that's a, that's a considerable cost. It really is. Uh, to get out there. So I think that's also a factor in it. I think it is. Uh, salmon fishing is far less expensive. Mm -hmm. First of all, you are way closer to shore. Mm -hmm. And yeah you can actually even accomplish it on a good day out here in Puget Sound. So, That's right. That's <laughs> you right. Know? So you got to kind of pick your poison. I agree with all of that. Um, but yet we still have a good number of days left to get out on the ocean and get after it. The weather uh, seems mm -hmm. to be pretty decent. looks like Sunday we got a little bit blowing in. Saturday looks fishable. Yeah, if I had to guess right now, um, Saturday's fishable. It does kick up in the afternoon, and it looks like it is going to kick up for real this time because okay. Sunday it gets pretty nautical. Sure. Yeah. And so if the trend stays the way it is, it's going to be interesting to see if the guys out of Westport make it out on Sunday. Yeah, good point. Yeah. All right, excellent. Uh, well, we'll continue to follow the season. We'll, uh, we got a few more dates ourselves. We do. we got the trifecta coming up. We do. <laughs> Over Mars on Friday the 9th, you and I and crew out there on Saturday, Sunday, Nia Bay. Westport to Nia Bay. Uh, we're, we might even make a documentary about that. <laughs> Let's do It'll it. Be a lot of fun. Let's okay. do it. All right, uh, that's going to do it for the uh, the Ocean Talk for this week, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Don't go anywhere. Jump out for a quick break. We come back. We're going to finalize the show, throw out a few numbers on some fish counts, fish reports, and, of course, remind you of this amazing up-and-coming annual trout derby. All that and more right here, Fish on Northwest.
The Northwest's favorite for almost 40 years. Arima boats are manufactured with pride in Bremerton, Washington. All Arima boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why Arima boats are backed with a lifetime warranty. Arima can offer every boat with Honda outboard packages so that you can take advantage of the reliability and five-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda outboard. Call or stop by Arima Boats today and let them help you get into your very next boat. All right, welcome back here to the show as we wind it down. Uh, Tommy, you know, uh, the numbers have started to increase as far as Spring Chinook over Bonneville Dam, right? Mm -hmm. And you would think that your tributaries would start seeing a bigger influx of Spring Chinook. And right. It's that time of year where you would <clears throat> anticipate great opportunity in some of these tributaries and stuff. I was uh, poking around the old interweb there and, and jumped on uh, uh, the uh, couple different uh, reports. Uh, Andy's always great over there at Northwest Sportsman's Magazine and throwing out some regional stuff. I was surprised to see, you know, as in on the Cowlitz, uh, below uh, downstream a barrier, you know, 44 bank rods, one Chinook capped, right? Mm. Yeah, and if it's you tough. look Kalama River, where I put in quite a bit of time, sometimes, you know, late May right. into June, I like to get down there and drown some uh, eggs. And I think based on based on the last couple of days and social media photos and stuff, I believe some of these tributaries are picking up just a little bit. But mm -hmm. when this report was logged, I mean, you had 89 bank rods, two Chinook. And uh, 78 rods out of 33 boats, 11 Chinook. Those aren't yeah. really... That's pretty dismal. Those aren't numbers that just make you want to grab your fishing gear and run to the river. No. Right? So, no. Uh, but you know where the fish are. Where's that? You know where the fish are. I know where my fish are. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> if you look, drain a lake and click attack. Yeah. Right? Yeah, drain a lake. A little bit better. I'm, it's still hard to get excited about this for me, right? I'm an ocean fisherman. With those but, numbers, but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 39 bank rods kept four Chinook at Drano. Yeah, it's a, right? boat, it's a boat deal. 645 rods kept 271 Chinook. Yeah. So it's just, just over one per boat, mm -hmm. you know, one yep. fish per boat. That's tough, too. Yeah, and it's, it's not like, uh, well, for me, it's not enjoyable fishing. Uh, and, mm, and we had no. Shane on last week talking about the Drano 500. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's wishing. It's not fishing. It yes. is wishing. Yeah. Uh, the wind is doing a little better. But, hey, on the horizon here, the icicle is set to open up again um, simply because they are going to have the numbers they feel getting up in that uh, region. Icicle will open May 16th um, and will remain open until June 30th. Now, the interesting thing there, check this out, daily limit, three hatchery mm -hmm. Chinook, adult or jack, uh, minimum size 12 inches, mandatory retention of hatchery Chinook, release all salmon other than hatchery Chinook. Right, so, the night closure is still in effect. Absolutely. Um, you can't use your two pole endorsements, and uh, you can't use a boat either. You can't use a boat. Right. So, um, or I should say motorized boat. Uh, motorized vessel, right? boat, yeah, yeah. yeah but the icicle boat. can yeah. be pretty darn good. Get there early. Is, is, is there that, I mean, is that, you know, that, that limit of three hatchery Chinook, is that doable it's doable it is doable yeah it's not kind of like a carrot that's being dangled as an opportunity no. we've no. talked to a few guys in the past and you know what works on there i know we've had brad wagner on years past drift mm -hmm. boat and you know mm -hmm. running plugs or uh, bait divers and bait and bobber and egg fishing from the shore a couple uh, choice spots you got to get there early it's kind of like talking to bill monroe jr getting out there on anchor and holding your spot well you got to get there on the shoreline on your rock and just wait for daylight i mean mm. not really my kind of fisher anymore you yeah. know but the, the opportunity there when they pile into some of those holes, depending on water levels, mm -hmm. and your ability to get them either on eggs under a float or coon shrimp can be pretty yeah. darn good. And the reason they have a three-fish limit is because they're anticipating a pretty good number of hatchery fish returning to that little, that little river. Okay. So it can be good. It can be good. Yep. I like it. And it's a, it's a good opportunity for folks that live over on that east side. Um, big change on the Snohomish system. The entire system is closed until further notice. Um, and I'm not going to list all the rivers. I mean, Snohomish, Snoqualmie, Skycomish, right. North and South Fork, and Sultan River, Told It's all closed due to low numbers, and they got to make sure they're going to get egg take before they allow us to continue to fish. We didn't really have much of a... Um, much of a uh, summer king and, you know, s summer steelhead opportunity coming anyway, minimal three days or something on that Chinook fishery. So right. everything's going to be closed until uh, further notice until they get that egg take. Right, and that begins May 30th, right? Yes. So there's yep. going to be, you know, it's going to be open May 27th to the 29th. Yep. Um, you know, I know the rules as they're stated in the regs, but not, not much of an opportunity left there. 
Yeah, so <clears throat> it's interesting in some areas, you know, the, the, the fish are returning in decent numbers, and then we have these little outliers that all of a sudden, nope, mm -hmm. it's not materializing, and so emergency closure, and it's right. just kind of what they need to do. And I always, I always look on that as proactive and would rather see that type of involvement than a total disregard. Yeah. Because yeah, historically, yeah. WDFW would set seasons and agreements with co-managers, and they would set a season, and whether we had a bloodbath or it wasn't happening, we're fishing till that ending. Mm -hmm. Now it's a more hands-on approach, weekly monitoring. Are we getting the fish to the, to the you know areas where they can monitor them? Right. Are these fish traps, uh, hatcheries, and um, you know other means of monitoring, you know creel sampling, whatever it is, to say either it's performing on par, it's underperforming, or it's overperforming. Mm -hmm. When it's underperforming, mm -hmm. I'd rather see them close it down for a few weeks and let the fish get to the where they need to be and open it back up. Yep. So I just think yep. it's smart management. So, um, yeah, the uh, the May Memorial Day weekend is fast approaching. Mm -hmm. You know what that means? For all you who are uh, convinced that summer steelhead season starts in June, well, let's uh, let's remind you. It is the first is the last <laughs> the last Saturday uh, just before Memorial Day weekend is the opening day of summer on steelhead fishing. Tommy, mm -hmm. you ever caught a summer run? Nope. I can I've never that. caught a winter run, never caught a summer <laughs> run. I've only been in steelhead fishing once. I went side drifting, and yeah, that's not my style. It is not. It's not my style. That is not our style either. So yeah. uh, summer on steelhead fishing does open uh, Saturday before Memorial Day weekend, and by all accounts right now with the river flows where they're at, going into that opener in the next week and a half, uh, could be pretty conducive to, to seeing some decent numbers. Now, interestingly enough, on some of our Grays Harbor rivers, we're going to still have a decent number of fish in the river that were not whooped on or beat on during the wintertime season. I'm talking mm -hmm. about hatchery fish that perhaps didn't make it to the hatchery, may have naturally spawned in river in the springtime, and are now just turned around and heading back out looking for food. Those are really good biters. Um, they're hatchery. Yeah, they're not in the greatest shape as far as, I mean, they're almost a rebrite, but not quite. Mm -hmm. It's a fish that you probably look at and go, I don't really want to keep that, but it's a hatchery fish that's already spawned. So... Do you pull it out of the river? I always try to say all hatchery fish. I mean, is it really that bad of a fish to eat? Is the table fare really not that? Mm, it depends, man. Some of them you get are just complete snakes. They're just oh, absolutely just nothing left because they're gotcha. already post-spawned. They haven't got enough protein source to gotcha. start, you know, putting weight back gotcha. on. So, but, um, you know, pulling those those spent hatchery fish out of the river is there's really no downside to it other than mm -hmm. you got to decide what you're going to do with that fish. But, um, it's already done the damage if you consider that right, damage. Right. right. So, right. but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's soon to be, uh, bait diver and coon shrimp time, small profile jigs and, uh, bugs under bobbers and those types of, uh, presentations. And we're going to get into all that as the weeks progress. Last year out here in this region of our backyard, summer run, uh, summer on steelhead fishing was absolutely phenomenal. Some yeah. of the best we've seen in a very long time. And a good friend of ours, Mr. Bill Herzog, is going to be joining me next week because you're gone next week. That's right. You, I are, am. you are actually. Uh, you can call me Bahama Tommy. I can call you Bahama that's Tommy. Where I'm be. <laughs> that's right. So Bill's going to join me. We are going to spend good. a day or two out there on Puget Sound jigging for Chinook. And uh, we'll be a couple days before the opener on steelhead. So probably can plan on us having a few discussions on summer steelhead and getting folks ready for the season as it kicks off here in June. All right, um, this is the final time, Tommy. We're going to mention it just one more time, the annual Kids Trout Derby this Saturday. And I got to tell you, man, hats off to my wife. She, uh, yeah. She, oh, she absolutely kills it with this thing and all the things she's putting together to provide for these kids. And, you know, the buzz has really picked up here the last week or so on social media platform. Of course, we're putting a lot of info out there. And right. People are sharing that information and, I mean, we may hit 200 kids. That'd be awesome. If we have more than that, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's like this, yeah. <laughs> our carrying capacity is, uh, but hey, you know what? The more the merrier. Bring them, bring the families, bring the kids. The trout pond is going to be ready to go after tomorrow. Um, gosh, you know, just can't thank uh, Ryan Elwell with Mission Outdoors mm -hmm. and his crew that he's bringing enough for everything they're doing for this thing. This is really going to be something. It's going to be cool. All the information yeah. is on our Facebook page. Uh, go to our Facebook page or hit us up via email on our webpage and we can answer any questions you may have. But it is May 20th. Uh, fishing on the lake starts at daylight. Fishing at the trout pond starts at 7 a.m. at the community center. Um, weigh in. 
opens at 9 a.m. You must be in line for weigh-in by 11 uh, in the morning so that we can get through everybody and get all the categories weighed and all the uh, categories written down and award the kids. Yes, the little kids at the Trout Pond can win awards. Mm -hmm. We're recognizing military service family kids this year, Beautiful. recognizing police and fire service family kids this year with special categories. And, uh, you know, I tip the cap to all the sponsors we have that have jumped mm -hmm. on board for this thing. And it's a very long list, so I don't have time to read through them all, but we've been posting it all over social media. And it's through their donations, monetarily-wise, and tackle and everything else that we're able to do this, Tommy. Mm -hmm. So without those donations, and even some even some family members around the lake here, you know, households that have given us uh, checks for money to say, hey, go buy the go buy the gear. So that's it's great. really a fantastic uh, thing that's come together. Three years strong now, and it just keeps growing, and we couldn't be happier to bring it to you. So we'll have plenty of video, plenty of pics, and uh, looking forward to a great time. Weather's going to be fantastic. All food provided. Give me a reason not to bring your kids out. Yeah, to no kidding. Lake, right? It's going to be beautiful. Give me a reason. I can't wait to see uh, Justine and little Thomas. Yep. And I'm sure that kid's going to be smiling. Oh, yeah. He's going to love it. He's going to be running around <laughs> like crazy. From ear to ear. So, all right, guys. Uh, appreciate you tuning in this evening, uh, putting up with us. And I hope you enjoyed <clears> the content. We'll be back here next week, Thursday, except for this guy. Bahama Tommy. I will have Bill Herzog in studio as my guest host. Looking forward to that. Lots of content with him. So have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. Get out there and get something done. Post your pics on our social media platforms, and we'll see you next week right here, Fish on Northwest. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, and finally, Go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.